Are we recording? Is this thing on? Yes, it is. Welcome to RevOps 500, where we invite the world's top marketers to answer the tough questions facing growing organizations. Ooh, sounds important. I'm Sajil Qureshi. And I'm Gil Bay. Join us as we dive deep into the world of RevOps. We'll be learning strategies and expertise from first-hand experience. RevOps 500 is sponsored by Computech. They provide technical and development expertise to growth focused marketing. Let's get started. Hey everyone, this is Joe Kreshi here with another episode of RevOps 500. And today, I can't tell you how excited I am. I, I'm, I'm not on the edge of my seat, but I'm not literally on the edge of my seat, but figuratively, because I can't wait to talk to today's guest. Uh, he's been helping businesses throughout North America and the world probably, uh, you know, achieve growth for Hub, in HubSpot for many years. He's got extensive experience in management, corporate sales, sales within prominent tech firms. Uh, he's been in the sales game for about 14 years, probably probably more than that I don't, that I don't even know about. Uh, he's earned his recognition as a sales leader. Uh, he consistently drives impressive growth for whatever company he's working for. Uh, right now, you can find him as a senior VP of sales at Globalia. They're an elite HubSpot partner agency out of North America. Casey Pettacord, my man, welcome to RevOps 500. Dude, thank what an what intro. Incredible. I'm hey, going to hire you, I'm have to hire you to do full-time for me on calls. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm your hype man. That's, that's what I do. I'm your hype man. Your hype <laughs> I love man. it, man. So happy to be here, man. It's an honor and a pleasure. All right. So anyways, Casey, uh, what's, uh, what is one RevOps myth? Gosh, one RevOps myth. I think about this. Every time I hear the word RevOps, I feel like a lot of folks go to complexity. You know, like, and, and at the end of the day, I feel like I have a luxury of being able to see all different kinds of businesses all over the world from the thighs, the brain of the world, down to literally Bob's plumbing, like one dude, right? And time and time again, what I find is that businesses can get wrapped up in making their process too complex. It's like, if you can simplify it, and I'll give you this example, like for CRM you're working in, I like HubSpot, I'm a HubSpot person. But whether you're in HubSpot or some other CRM system, I think about workflows and automations, right? Can you build out this tree of life of doing all these different wild things inside of a workflow? Sure, you can. Is that the best for your business? I don't know, man. I don't think so. I think the best of the best, and especially like um, OG, old school HubSpot folks would say, hey, if you can keep it in a straight line, you know, like, and I think about RevOps that way. Like, how do we make it easy to buy from? How do we make a uh, buy from us? How do we make it easy to streamline the process? Like it doesn't have to be complicated. And if you feel like it is complicated, let somebody help, like ask for help, you know? Uh, and so I think there's this big myth around, gosh, like we need a whole team. We've got to be able to build this thing out. It's got to be super complex. We need to do all this stuff. And it's like, it's, 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 it doesn't have to be that way. It can be really easy and really smooth. And then add, the, add some of the complexity back in if you need to later. But make it easy, right? I think that's a bit, that's, 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 that's my myth. That's my, that's my soapbox for the day. Yeah, so, so it, it, it is a soapbox. And like, but, but, but you know, it, it, it's, it's a good point you make. I mean, why, why does it have to be complicated? Like, aren't the best things usually pretty simple? Like, you know, when I go to McDonald's, it's like, Welcome to McDonald's, might take your order. I mean, you know, and then it's like, you know, give me the Big Mac, give me the filet fish, whatever your thing is, and you just get out. I mean, like, there's not really this whole convoluted thing, right? Maybe behind the scenes when they're making the food, there is, but not when you're actually doing the the ordering and the customer success part, right? Yeah, it's like, 
I feel like, and, and I run across this, it seems like everyone. I feel like I run across folks that are running their business and it's like they spend so much time on trying to figure out the process and making it probably more complex than it is. And it's like in, the, in that amount of time, it's almost like you're on the bicycle and I'm on the race car, you know? You're on the bicycle trying to figure this thing out and we're, and it's almost one of those things where, and, and, and I do see this a lot, and this is a whole nother soapbox thing, but uh, it's like, hey, we've got this bicycle and we're trying to make this bicycle really, really fancy. And we're trying to add all this stuff to it. When at the end of the day, you really needed a truck or a race car or a tractor, you know, and, and it would get you there so much faster if you would take a step back and go, hey, let's try to simplify this. Let's try to make it really easy to work with us. Are there going to be some things that pop up? Absolutely. Like not, not denying that. And are there some complexities in there? Yes. But the more that you can simplify it, the better it makes everybody's lives easier, including customers. Okay. So let, let's, 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 let's run with the, let's run with the bicycle analogy again, no pun intended, dad joke here. Okay. So, so I mean, like, you know, you, you've got, you've got the, you've got the, you've got the bicycle and you're saying, okay, look, yeah, we've got two wheels, handlebars and brakes, right? I mean, but that because, oh, we want to add like, you know, like the, the baseball cards and the spokes of the wheels. We want to do this. We want to do that. And just, but that, are you, are you saying almost like, do you think that, that, that deters from the bicycle? Cause maybe you're adding weight to it. You're adding like storage, you're adding different bells and whistles. And it is, is it, is it, is it getting away from its main mission of from, point A to point B with a helmet on and you know, like that yeah, kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. It gets away from its original use case or its original intention. Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly, that's a great point, Sigil. Like, you try to add all this stuff to it and then you start driving, you start trying to ride it down the road and you get to a point to where it's going to break down faster, you know? And, and I think about from a, if we're, if we're talking about RevOps, I think about, I see that example a lot where it, I, I look at it as milestones in the business, you know, like, Hey, if we're starting a business, we have a million dollars of first goal, $5 million, $15 million, $50 million, $100 million. And what a lot of folks are that I see realize that, hey, what we did at a million dollars isn't going to work at 5 million. And what we did at 5 million is not going to get us to 15 million. And all of a sudden at 15 million, hey, we might have to redo that whole thing. And if you're on the same bicycle at 1 million, 5 million, 15 million, 50 million, bicycle is going to break down at some point. Like you're going to be stuck. And like, what do you do? You have, you have to have some sort of like 911 plan, like something else to do. And so if you can, you know, whether it's a consultant or whether you're working with somebody or a friend of, or somebody else that's walked through that before, like has walked in your shoes and said, hey, if I could, if I could change something, what would that be? And I, the one thing that I hear all the time is, gosh, I wish I would have invested earlier. I wish I would have set up those processes the right way. To begin. I wish I would have. I wish I would have. Because it seems like when you get to, when you do get to that $5 million mark or that $50 million mark or the $100 million mark, it's so much harder to rip those things out, right? From a RevOps standpoint, it's so much harder to go, hey, gosh, I am, I'm a hundred miles from home on my bicycle. And now I've got to figure out what to do because the bicycle's broken. I can't, it's not working. And it's a detriment to your customers. It's a detriment to your employees. It's a detriment to like how you're going to run the business overall, your profit standpoint. Like there's so many things to think about, but man, if we would have, even if, even if we're sort of, uh, I hate to use the the term of like building the airplane while you're flying it type thing. But hey, if we would have just had a car to start with instead of the bicycle, even if the bicycle would have been faster out of the gate, maybe a little bit more time to build the car, quote unquote, 
at the end of the day, that's going to be the bicycle, you know, down the road. And so I would say invest that time, really try to simplify your strategy, make sure that it's, it's laid out really well, know who your buyer, what your buyer's journeys are, like all those things that you need to really like map out and make sure that you're a hundred percent good on before you step into like, Hey, how we, how we complexify the process. Is that a word? Complexify? Is that a word? I don't it, know if that's it, a word. It is now. You made up a word. That's, that's, I'll just trademark that. That's a, that's a, that's a first. That's the first. You, you call it complexify. So, you know, let, let's, let's talk about that then. I mean, you know, you, you've got, you know, you, you, you're, it sounds like what you're saying is that if people spend time simplifying it and then with the simplicity, you can actually go, as you go faster down the road, that's a, is that a thing? But, let, you know, what if, what if you get, you know, way deep in, way deep into your journey and you're, and you're on the bike and the bike breaks down? What does a company do then? I mean, what, what, I mean, what would, what a company like Obalia tell them to do? I mean, like, here's how yeah. you fix it. I mean, do you do, what do they do? They come with a car? What, what's the, yeah, what's the, the tow truck, right? The tow truck. Yeah. <laughs> I think about one of the first things that I feel like really great businesses do is to have the self-awareness to go that, hey, we got to fix something, you know, like, and, and, and I'll give you, and I, I, allergies, if you couldn't tell this, but I think about, I'm, I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee. I'm a huge Tennessee Volunteers fan, okay? But I'm going to use Nick Saban as an example for a second. Alabama, for all, sure. For, 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 for all the football fans out there. Yeah, Alabama's head coach. You know, like one of the, if not the greatest college football head coach, maybe ever, right? Sure. Um, and, and still today, Nick Saban will bring in other coaches from all over the world to look at what his team is doing. And he does, and, and, and he's, he's like one of the greatest, right? But I think it's one of those things where if, you, if you're in your lane and you're working on your business and you keep seeing things over and over and over, even if they're wrong, even if they're wrong, they start to look right. You know what I mean? It's like you get a blind spot and you go, man, we've done this for so long this certain way that that's just how we've done it. And I hear, I hear people say that a lot, like, oh, we've just, I don't I've never thought about it that way. Because we've always done it that way. Well, I think the best business folks bring in other people, like bring in a third party, bring in somebody it's just for a few hours of consulting for somebody who's like walked in those, walked down that road before and go, hey, can you just take a look at it? You know, like I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I think a lot of times on our side, folks are like, oh my gosh, like a consultant or a business process strategist or a business intelligence person is trying to sell me, you know, this huge retainer and hours and all this stuff. And a lot of times it's like, hey, if I could have five hours or 10 hours with your team, we might be able to uncover a lot of things that can make a huge difference for you. And it goes back to that Nick Saban thing. Like those other coaches are pointing out things that are obvious, but even the best coaches have those blind spots, you know? And if you can, if you can bring in somebody else to go, hey, and I think about you, Sajil, like I know I've asked you stuff like that before. Hey, take a look at this process. Like, is this, do you think this is right? And it's sometimes it's just the smallest little things that you tweak makes the greatest impact. It's like in the car analogy, hey, you know what? We were going down and we kept having this bumpy road. Turns out it was just the air pressure. Like all we needed to adjust was the air pressure in the tire a little bit. And now it's a super smooth ride. Um, so no matter what industry you're in, have, you know, have a mentor, have a third-party consultant, have somebody who's outside of that business that can go, hey, let me help you try to identify some of those blind spots or at least give you a different perspective. Yeah, so so that that makes a lot of sense too, because you know you've got, you know, when when you're in the business and you see things a certain way, you're so you're so in it all the time, and you don't come up for air, you don't you don't see 
you don't see the forest through the trees, to use another analogy. We're going to compete on this all the time, right? So I'm like, I love it. You, you, don't, you don't see that. And then, you know, when you're, when you're, when you have someone else come in who you don't, maybe, you know, you trust or you say, you know, you pay them for a couple hours, like you're saying, you say, well, well, wait a minute, you're, you know, you're not, you're not in a swimming pool. You're not, you're not even in a forest, you're in a jungle. You know, it's a different thing. Forest and jungle, two different things. Forest, you got different kind of animals, right? Jungle, you know, you, yes. got, you got, you got tigers in there, man. You got, like, you got, you got, you got to watch out. You got to watch out, right? So I mean, like, you know, you, you, you see those things that way. And, and if you don't, if you don't have anybody else to do that, that, that can help. So going back to RevOps, I mean, it could be in your process, like in your, in your, how you're mapping out, how you align customer sales, marketing, you know, whatever. Yeah. Aligning those things is very difficult if you don't have some, sometimes someone else telling you, why, why do you do it that way? Why do you have these people wait here for this thing? Why is there this bottleneck in, in the sales process or the marketing? Why does the marketing not know sales is doing? Why don't they talk ever or, or anything like that? Where's the hand up? Hand up's coming too late. Stuff like that. That's exactly right. hundred percent. Just an extra piece of, just an extra piece of visibility, you know, to be able to see that. I love that analogy around the, the forest from the trees and you're exactly right. What's the, what type of forest are you stepping into? But yeah. it, again, you start doing things over and over and over and you know, Hey, it's, it's worked, right? Like it's yeah. one of those things where sometimes you say, man, uh, you've been successful despite yourself type thing. Exactly. And you've just done it that way forever. But at the end of the day, is that the best thing for the business and not necessarily yourself? Is it the best thing for, for that to scale, you know, or to take it to the next, whatever that next level is, is it the best thing? And just having that perspective, man, I've seen it change so many businesses of like, Hey, just even, even if it's just this most simple suggestion, Hey, have you thought about this? You know, you don't have to, but have you thought about it at least to plant that seed? Yeah. Someone asking the right questions to the, to the process, making sure the process is scrutinized in a different perspective can definitely help. So like, you know, Casey, what are some things that keep you up at night from a technical perspective? I mean, you know, you're, you're running, you're running RevOps for, for, for Globalia probably. I mean, you're, you're ahead of revenue there. You're also probably looking at other people's businesses and then you, cause you guys are an agency, right? And trying to figure out how they can actually grow revenue themselves. So you're, you're in this, you're, you're, you're in different CRMs and portals and businesses all day long. What, what kind of, what kind of stuff keeps you up at night running your own rev ops and what keeps you up at night looking at other people's rev ops stuff? Oh gosh, this is a, this is a loaded question, right? There's lots of things to think about here. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'll, 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 I will share an example. Sure. Um, I have a, I have a client who is in the medical supply space and they've been a client of ours for about a year that came to us just looking for a little bit of like reactive help around their CRM, you know, like, sure. Hey, we just need some help with this, with the sales side. And I think a lot of folks just like them buy a tool to try to help them clean up things or to fix okay. things. And I'll use again, I'm, I'm HubSpot bias. So I'll use HubSpot as an example, but I think a lot of folks go, man, HubSpot is this all in one platform that does, you know, helps align your marketing, helps align your sales. It's all in Absolutely. one code base, has your service side, your website. Like there's all these things that HubSpot is really great at. But at the end of the day, HubSpot is a race car, right? And it's a fantastic, it's like one of the best. I, I, I love it. But that race car without a really good driver, man, it's just going to sit there, right? Like you have to have the right people in the right places and you have to continually work on the business and not just in the business, you know? And, and that sort of stuff keeps me up at night. It's like, hey, we can't figure out why 
our profit margins aren't great. Hey, we can't figure out why, you know, like where the, all these customer, uh, negative customer reviews are coming from. Like we can't pinpoint these things. And if it's one of those things, like if you could slow down for two weeks, slow down to speed up is what I call it. You know, like let's pump the brakes a little bit. Let's reevaluate everything. And that, you know, while everybody else is continuing to drive, all of a sudden you get the right driver in the race car and you're going to fly by those other people. But it's just a matter of adjusting a little bit. Um, I would say the other thing is like getting caught up in details that don't matter. You know, like the, I, 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 I run across so many folks who are like, oh my gosh, I can't get out of, you know, like I'm in the CRM and gosh, I'm so, I'm so worried about duplicates or I'm so worried about, hey, I can't figure out how to set, the, to set this property up the right way. Or gosh, I've got this list and I really want to build this like exquisite workflow to be able to import the list and do all the stuff. And I'm more of the, I'm more lean towards the lines of, hey, you know what, while you're going to figure that out, I'm going to go do it. Like we're like, I can have this done for you in five minutes type thing. Like, uh, and, and so it's, it's one of those, like, you have to be able to prioritize, hey, what's going to drive the revenue? And at the end of the day, we're growing the business. How do we focus on what is revenue generating activities? And of course, this is coming from a sales guy, right? But how do we focus on those revenue generating activities to make sure that it's aligned the right way, that it's really easy to buy from us and not worry about some of those like little minute details that we could take care of along the way. So it's, it's, it's the, it's, it's, it's getting, going back to what you're saying, it's the, it's the basics, right? Going back to, okay, like what, what is important, what is not important and having also having the right people in the right time. And like we said, slow down to speed up. I mean, that's. That's not something that, you know, marketers usually like to say all the time. They don't like to tell them anything. <laughs> That's right. right. So, I think about, people, marketing people, they don't want to do that. How do you, how do you, I, how do you pitch that to people? Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll use the story of when I was in college and I bought, I bought my first car and that was a Nissan Xterra. Don't hold me, don't hold me, don't hold that against me, Sajil. Never. I, I, I loved the look at it. I thought, man, this is kind of sporty. It's kind of like an Explorer, but it's a little bit more sporty. And, uh. Anyway, I got to the, I, I got to the dealership. This is probably my second year of college. Had a, had a decent part-time job. I thought, man, now's the time, right? And I had, a, <laughs> I, I had a budget in mind and I had an idea of what I wanted. You know, I had the color picked out. In my mind, I was already driving the car. I was already driving the Xterra. But when I got to the dealership, and I remember this day, the, the, the salesperson said, hey, what are you looking for? And I told him what I was looking for. And he goes, I don't know that I have that. And I'm like, okay. He's like, but for the right price, does it matter if it's red or black? Like, does it matter if it's blue or red? Does it, does the color really, if the color really doesn't matter at the right price, right? And I was like, you know what? I guess not. And I never would have thought I would have bought a red Xterra, but I did. I bought a red Xterra because it was the right price. It was the right car. Like it had all the other features and stuff. And it's like, I... I, I walked away from that enjoying the purchase and enjoying the car. And I kept that car until it literally like fell apart at almost 300,000 miles, like drove it to the wheels fell off type thing. But it's, it's one of those, like, it doesn't have to be perfect, you know? And I run, and, and there's so many, I keep using that term run across, but there are so many businesses that work with where it's like, you're so in the details of making it perfect when it could have been 90% and you could have been down the road already, you know? Versus trying to figure out like these little details that don't matter. So how do you, how do you then like, you know, as, as somebody who comes into different businesses all the time, you know, how, how do you 
filter out what matters and what doesn't matter? I mean, how do you, how do you make that happen for people? How do they buy into it too? Oh gosh. Yeah. I think, I think one of the first things that we always do with clients that is really impactful is to sit down and map their process from front to back. And a lot of folks will say, Hey, we've already done that. We've already mapped it out. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that, but let's walk through it again. Let's walk through it a little bit more slowly. Let's walk through it and know every single step from literally the top of funnel, when somebody sees you all the way down to, Hey, is this person going to be an evangelist for us? Is this person going to be some sort of, you know, super user? Like, are they going to purchase multiple items? Like, what does that truly look like at, on a detailed level? And usually that process brings up so many things. And for us, we're able to go in and say, okay, at the marketing to sales handoff, based off of everything that we've mapped today, here's what we would, here's what we would say are the top three priorities. And here's probably the bottom three priorities. Here's what we can put in the next little part. If you, I think about it as a top three, you know, top five, if you can get those, if you can nail those top three or top five things at every step along the way, man, you are 90% better than all the other businesses out there. Because a lot of people miss those, you know? And, you know, when you, when you get into the details of like, hey, how do we figure that out? Or, hey, what's important? I think it changes on a, on a business to business basis. It's not like we have a checklist that's going to go, hey, here's the exact things you need to do. And here's the exact framework. I think, you know, there's a lot of those like framework type models out there for businesses. And I'm sure some of them are great. I, I feel like we want to create a really unique experience for the, for, for the companies that we work with and their customers. We want to make sure that we're going above and beyond and to make sure that they feel really loved and special through this whole process. And if we do that and we, in that process, we identify, hey, what's number one, what's number two, what's number three, what's number four, what's number five, in all those steps, you know, you could have dozens or hundreds of different priorities. And at that point, a lot of those details kind of work themselves out, you know, where it's like, hey, we'll figure that part out a little down the road, but let's, let's nail the top three first. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of RevOps 500. This podcast is a great opportunity and channel for revenue operations and much more. If you've been thinking about a podcast or you want to ship production to a friendly team, check out ringmaster.com. They're the team behind this podcast. RevOps 500 is sponsored by Computan. Computan serves as the back-end dev and technology team for shorthanded marketing agencies and departments. Shorthanded? Wait a minute. That sounds like me. Now, let's get back to it. The end. Yeah, but I mean, like, it, it's, it's, it's strange though. Like, how, so when you talk about process, are you talking about like, like let's, say, let's say one of your clients is like a, you know, it's blockbuster video, like video rental store. Okay. Like, so, you know, if yeah. you, if you, would you, would You're you go to, uh, give me a sigil. Oh, hey, hey, I mean, it's just, it is what it is. Okay. So, I mean, look, look, let's say for, so now, do you, we talk about process, is it like everything the process or is, or is this the revenue process? Okay. How does people, how do people come in the store to rent a movie? Or is it more like, is, is it like, you know, like everything from how to, how do movies get in? How do we buy movies? How do we shelve them? How, how, how granular awesome. do you actually get? And, and, and why would somebody, how do you get them to listen? I mean, because these are again, these look we're we're a we're a big shark in in our in our in our pool here. I mean, why would we listen to some outside consultant who's never sold, who never rented a video in his whole life, sold one in his whole life before? What, how do you get them to buy into that? I mean, isn't that isn't that a process like for any RevOps company, any anyone to do? That's a that's a great one, man. And I'll I'm going to use another analogy. Is that okay? Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're having. I, 
I'm keeping score. Score. I'm I'm keep score on my side. I'm keeping score on my side. I'm, I'm going I'm to take your blockbuster analogy or your blockbuster analogy here, and I'm going to flip it a little bit into the restaurant industry. Perfect. Let's do it. So the blockbuster of restaurants, I would say, is McDonald's, right? Like, sure. They're on every street corner. In Blockbuster's heyday, it was on every street corner, you know, a video rental business. Um, you know, they're, they're everywhere. They're in every town. There's tens of thousands of them. And McDonald's yeah. is the same way. There's tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of McDonald's out there in the world, every street corner. They would say they're the biggest in the space. But does that mean that they also, because they're the biggest, have the best food? I don't know. Mm. Does it mean that they have the best customer experience. I would beg to say no. It doesn't mean that I feel completely special as a customer and I want to continue to spend more with them just because they're the biggest in the space and they're everywhere. I don't think so. And I think in that case, I'll, I'll use a restaurant that I was very blessed to be able to visit at one time in my life. If you've ever seen, there's a Netflix special out there on a company called 11 Madison Park. And 11 Madison Park was rated the number one restaurant in the world, I think in 2018, 2017, 2018. And it's one restaurant in New York City. And there's a whole Netflix documentary on it on how they basically closed down and flipped their restaurant in like 40 days or something like that. But the a lot of the Netflix documentary talks about why and how they became the number one restaurant in the world. And I'm going to use my own personal experience here. McDonald's, can McDonald's learn something from this one little restaurant in New York City? This one little restaurant is, you know, a hundredth or a thousandth or maybe even a millionth of their revenue. You know, it's a little business. But that restaurant became the number one restaurant in the world and McDonald's didn't. So can McDonald's learn from that little guy? Absolutely. Like there's so much value in what McDonald's could take away from this one little restaurant. And I'll use my own personal experience. Uh, me and my wife were able to go and there's things that that restaurant does that goes way above and beyond in creating an experience. And I'll give you, I'll give you my own personal, personal experience. We live in Knoxville, Tennessee. We flew out. It was for Valentine's Day. I wanted to surprise my wife. I'd set this up for, for, for a little while. But when we walked into the restaurant, they knew who we were. They greeted us by name. It's not, it's not overly fancy. Like I wore jeans and a blazer. Okay. It's not like suit and tie, but it is a, it is a nicer upscale restaurant. Right. And it's more expensive. Um, but they had went and, and they didn't have to do any of this stuff. Right. Like we, we could have walked in, had a wonderful restaurant, like Valentine's day experience, but they went above and beyond and said, Hey, what these folks are from Tennessee. They don't visit often. Um, they knew that we had adopted our, uh, one of our girls and they had went and gotten, uh, an artist in Central Park to paint a painting of our family. And they had that waiting on the table for us, along with other things that were tied to like Tennessee. And then they gave us a, and they didn't have to do that. Right. Like we're, we're, we're just like, we're, we're not going to yeah. yeah, there all the time. We're not like Wall Street folks that live down the street and can go spend it every week. We're, we're normal Tennessee folks, you know, like Absolutely. we live on a farm. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and they went above and beyond and created this experience for us that was so special that I'll never forget it. 
you know? And I tell everybody about it. I'm like, man, if you get a chance to go, go. Like that is the crazy, that's the coolest thing. They gave us a restaurant, like a, a, a behind the seats kitchen tour. We got to meet the, the, the head chef. You know, it's a three and a half hour experience. They come out and they use a old, or use an old school iron to like press the corners of the, of the uh, tablecloth, you know, like it's this wild experience, but McDonald's could learn so much from that little one restaurant. And so in your blockbuster example, I, I, I feel like if you're able to cultivate those types of experiences, a lot of those bigger brands, no matter how big or small you feel like your business is, can always learn from somebody like that. Yeah, and it, and it kind of ties back to your Nick Saban analogy too, right? Where, you know, you get that outside help from somebody, you know, Nick Saban's calling people from all around the world. None of them really don't even know how to play college football. Some of them never played college football before, right? right. But he calls them in just to give them like a, a mentality, maybe how to look at coaching in a different way. And same thing here, like you're saying, like, you know, this small, this small restaurant that, you know, has got a Netflix documentary and now a mention on RevOps 500. You know, they, they've got like a, they've got, they've got, uh, they could, they've got things that McDonald's doesn't have. And McDonald's could probably learn something from that. So that's why McDonald's, so that's how maybe when you tie back to what I, the question I asked, like, you know, globally, even though they don't necessarily know, never rented a video before, never sold anybody anything in the video business, but they do know a good customer experience. They've done it before and they have that credential. So maybe that's why yeah. they, they'd, they'd buy into you to say, okay, you understand how to give a, how to align marketing sales customer success for any business. We could probably use that in our business. So that's, that's an interesting take on how to do it. Yeah. And I never, never thought of it that way. So that's a, that's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. I think the other thing too, with it, with it, let's take Alabama football again. Yeah. Like Nick Saban's done this for a long time. He knows what he's doing. You know, yeah. he, he's, he's walked through this year and year and won all these championships. But if you go watch any of the documentary stuff that's on like ESPN about Alabama football, one of the overarching themes is they are always adopting new technology. Like they're always looking for an edge. They're always looking about how to get better. And there are so many businesses that we work with where they're like, hey, we're, we're just doing it. You know, we're just in the motion. Like, mm -hmm. and, and, and you have to, you have to stop being okay with being okay. You know, like if you really want your business to be great, how do we take it at the next level? Hey, we sold a hundred thousand dollars. How go sell two hundred thousand dollars? Hey, we got to fifty million. How do we get to a hundred million? Like, how yeah. do we continually want to improve? And then if you tie all that back to RevOps, it's like you know, keeping as you as you scale, how do we make it the best experience? Keep it simple, but make an impact on all these folks. And I'll, I'll use HubSpot as an example. HubSpot's a huge company, you know, like they're a huge international company, something like 8,000 employees, but yet I can still log into the CRM and I can chat with somebody within two minutes around any kind of technical, right? It's incredible. Like how do they, you know, it's like magic. And if you can create that sort of magic and have that, man, I want to wow people. It just affects everything, right? And in your Blockbuster example, how we lay out the videos may not matter at the end of the day, but maybe how we greet people when we walk in, maybe how we ring somebody up, maybe how we attach them to some sort of promo to get them to come in later. Like, what is that true marketing to sales handoff? What's the sales to service handoff? Like, what's the experience afterwards? Do we call them and say, hey, your video rental's late. You need to bring it back. You know, uh, maybe that's not the best way to go about it. Like all those little questions of how do we do that process the right way but also do it the best way to make an impact in business. It's huge.
Yeah, and, and like it, it does, it does kind of tie into you know to to like a take you know like, like an overall overall realm of strategy because you know you have tons of like these different little touch points and and they don't they don't they don't not really have to be attribute to anything either you know you can you can easily just say okay well like the restaurant you know they they might have given you a sketch of your of the family they're not going to tie that to revenue at all right I mean they're not going to look for a well what was the ROI on that trip to Central Park and the fuel the right. fuel cost I mean it doesn't have to be so so complicated, right? So okay, look, we gave them that. You know, we're what 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 is utility? Do they? I mean, do you think they're measuring the utility of an action like that at all, or or anything? I mean, or do they just because they're they're just being good about it because they feel like it's the right thing to do for them? Yeah, in the eleven Madison Park example, mm-hmm. uh, Will and I never can pronounce his last name. It's like Gerardia. Um, okay. uh, the guy who started eleven Madison Park alongside the chef, Will has written a book on gifting go above and beyond what people expect cool and at 11 minutes they have a gifting coordinator like and you think about from an roi perspective like what like how do you how how would you even attempt to see what that roi is like that person is uh, an expense right at the, at the yeah. end of the day it's somebody who is literally taking all their guest list people that are coming you have to have a reservation months in advance and they're saying, hey, how can, how can we make like Casey and Kristen from Tennessee who are visiting us once and may never come back again? Number one, why is it, why is it in their interest to even make the thing special for us? Like they didn't have to do that. There's zero, there's zero ROI for them, right? Mm-hmm. Other than I'm going to go tell everybody about it. And it's going to be a memory that I'm going to experience with me and my wife that we will never forget. And we're going to tell everybody about it, about how amazing it is. Will they get more business from it? I don't know. I don't know that any of my friends have ever have went have went there, right? But it's one of those things like I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you the last amazing experience that I had at McDonald's. I got three kids. Hey, I'm, I'll just be, be real here. But, you know, we 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 live in a small town. We don't have a lot of options. We go through <laughs> McDonald's, or for those folks in the South, we have Sonic. You know, yeah. uh, we got we got Taco Bell. And it's, 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 it's not, it's, it is not special. You know, it's, it's just mundane. It's like, Hey, it's there and it's, it's there. But if you can take your business and go, man, how can it be special? And sometimes and it doesn't have to be expensive either. It doesn't have to be a painting. It could be an email. It could be a video message. Like what I feel like one of the most impactful things that I've seen folks, uh, another client, Hey, when, you know, while they were continuing to scale and they were around $6 million, Every single client that every single customer that became a client, the COO would send them a quick video message, 30 seconds out of their day, you know, but Hey, I just want to click this quick mission. Brett, thank you so much for being a lot of customer, customer buyers. Just mean the world to us. If I can help you with anything, please let me know. And just that little bitty bit helped them continue to scale up to 50 million. I feel like way quicker. Is there an ROI on it? I don't know. I don't know that you can attribute any ROI to me sending a personal video to that, but that, those little, little pieces done the right way over time, you know, next thing you know, you've built a pyramid, you built a castle, you built all this stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of like the, like the be remarkable thing you know, in every part of the business. That's really a rev up strategy that can't really be attributed to sometimes, but it's something that someone maybe yeah. needs to kind of, kind of hear and do whatever. No, I, I think that's a, it's a very uh, unique thing to, to hear because, you know, usually in, the, in these conversations, you know, B2B marketers, everything is very tech related. Oh, you know, you got to optimize, you got to optimize, you got to strategize. 
when's the handoff to sales coming? When's the handoff to customer success coming? You know, the timing of it, which is sure part of it, but really at the end of the day, it is, it is a business and it's, it's, it's really as old as it is. Like customers, sales and delivery, right? It's, you know, it's kind of. And I'm preaching to the choir here, Sajid, because yeah. you're really good at it, you know? And I'll, 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 this is not to make you blush, Sajil, on on this call, but just so possible. every, just just so everybody's aware, uh, Sajil is a great person to talk to about that. Sajil has made me feel very special in my career, and has it's 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 things that don't necessarily cost a lot, but things like, hey, I know you're a Star Wars fan, and here is a Lego set that I found that you probably bought at the dollar market or whatever. Uh, but are you judging like, by those, it? Are you no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm giving you a hard time, but like yeah. those, those little, and I'm, and, and again, I, I'm not perfect at it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not great at it. I get stuck in the day-to-day in the business. And next thing you know, it's midnight. You have life, you have kids, you have all this stuff. Absolutely. And, and, and it's, man, if, if, if you could take one hour, one hour a week and just step back and go, Hey, how can I, how can I make all my clients experiences one step better than I did yesterday? How can I make them one step better than I did last week? You know, is there something that I can give to get back a little bit later on, you know, or can I give something and not expect anything in return? You know, just like that painting, they gave us the painting, they didn't expect anything. They weren't expecting us to come back. Like, would they love it? I'm sure they would. They would, they would appreciate it if it came back, but it's, hey, we're here, you know, you're, you're a client of ours and we want to make you feel super special today. And anything that I can do to, to do that, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out of my way to make it happen. So, I mean, you know, you, you, you've, 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 You've given you've given people a lot to think about here. I mean, like you know, you're you're saying to, you know, to kind of keep it simple, but you know, keep it keep it basic, and then at the same time, you you know, we we have to move ahead, right? So in the, in the world of you know artificial intelligence technology, where do you where do you see this this whole game heading with RevOps? I mean, do you see it like uh, do you see us going back to basic, slowing down to speed up? Do you see us doing that more, or do you see us just going like speed up to speed up faster? I mean, how do how do, yeah. how, do, how, are you, how are you going to play that game in the future? What, what do you see? Yeah. It sort of sounds like a contradictory message, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't want to confuse the two because I think the simple, the simple and simple versus complex, complex is different than the, hey, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing versus going above and beyond. Like you can be simple. And again, I'll use that video analogy. Um, or video story, that COO, it's nothing special. They didn't like set up a video production booth to do anything. You know, she used a plugin inside of HubSpot to record a quick video, you know, it's like recording a Zoom video. It's like, hey, I'm I'm gonna take 30 seconds, I'm gonna shoot it over an email. I don't have to dress up for it. I don't have to do anything. It's, it didn't cost me anything. Um, but those little things would go away. Think about, you know, to answer your question around like RevOps and what I, what I think, I, gosh, there are so many point solutions that are incredible, right? You know, like Calendly, great for calendar stuff. Yeah. Do I use it? And, no, I don't. And the reason is not not to pick on Calendly. It is a great, it's a great product. But like I think about the business and all of a sudden I start building my tech stack from a RevOps perspective. Next thing you know, if I'm doing all these like best in class point solutions, I've got, 20 different solutions. I saw a nonprofit the other day that had almost a hundred different softwares. Like, wow. You don't need it. You know, like it's, cr- it's crazy. You don't need that much. There's no business that's going to need that many softwares. I mean, maybe, maybe the Coca-Cola's world, right? 
but like in, 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 in the real, the real life, you know, small to medium, small, small enterprise type business, you just, you don't, you have to be able to simplify that tech stack. Does it mean that there's a trade-off? Sometimes yes. And I'll go back to the Calendly example. Like I need all those features, want them, but maybe if I have it consolidated with like calendar functionality and HubSpot as an example, right? That's already tied into my CRM that I'm already doing my marketing and that I'm already managing my sales process. And maybe I get 90% of the features, but that 10% trade-off speeds me way up and going down the road versus later on going, oh my gosh, I've got all this data sitting in one, two, three, four, 10, 15, 20 different silos. And now I have a mess of reporting. I don't really know what's happening. It's hard for me to get a grasp on the business. It's the, it's the tip. And I, and I hate to beat a dead horse on this side. It's like, you hear people say, gosh, you know, I've got all these different softwares and I feel like that's been around for a while. I feel like it's a, it's more of an old school statement, but it's true. It rings, still rings true today that, Hey, if you can simplify that and let's get it down to five, you know, let's get it down to three, let's get it down to, if you have a hundred, if we get it to 10, it's going to be so much easier for you to manage on a day-to-day basis. And that's what I'm talking about as far as simplifying, like, let's, let us help you or let somebody help you figure out, Hey, how do we make this journey go through this process, you know, smoothly with no bumps? How do we float down the river in the canoe without falling out of the canoe? You know, how do we manage the rapids without somebody falling out of a lifeboat type thing? Um, so it's, I think the more that you can streamline and simplify in that aspect, and maybe your process is complex, but at the end of the day, Hey, whoever told you you need a hundred different softwares to run your business, you don't need them. There's no way. So tell us a little bit about Globalia. Yeah, I'd love to, man. So Globalia, uh, we were actually just acquired by companies called Smartbug. So Smartbug is the, was the, one of the most decorated HubSpot partners in the ecosystem. And so Smartbug, Globalia is now a Smartbug company. And so that puts us at about 300 employees. It is the largest and most decorated part of the HubSpot ecosystem. We focus on a lot of the business process mapping, uh, but also for, from a HubSpot perspective, we do everything around HubSpot onboarding, HubSpot support, HubSpot consulting, migrations, integrations, website work. And then on the smart bike side of the house, they help us out with a lot of full service retainers, you know, full marketing retainers, content creation, um, and that sort of thing. But really anything you need RevOps perspective, especially if it's pertaining to HubSpot or moving off of some other legacy system like a Salesforce or Dynamics, man, that is our bread and butter. We'd love to help people do that. Awesome. And where can people learn more about Casey, the, the Tron fan pedicord? Oh, I guess I knew you were going to throw that in there. I knew you were going to throw that in there. Sajil, uh, it is, it's been a pleasure to work with you for many, many years. And I know you're like one of my best friends uh, in the, especially in the HubSpot ecosystem. And I was super excited to be able to play a small part in, uh, in the RevOps 500 and in CompuTeam and your own personal life. And your friendship means the world to me. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think from a, like, how can you reach out to Casey? If you need help at all, I'm available on LinkedIn. You can also go to globaliadigital.com website, fill out and, and connect with me there. But uh, yeah, I mean, man, it's it's awesome to get to spend some time with you. And I love I love that we get to talk about business a little bit because we usually don't get to do that. We're always caught up with uh, family stuff and chatting about that and push the business stuff down the road. So this has been great. Yeah, you know, Casey, it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun to, uh, you know, talk in analogies with you. I mean, I know we do that all the time anyway, but I'm like, I, I, it's, it's fun to do it in like in a in a different sort of environment. You know, I, I, I loved your, um, 
I love I love the analogy about about the restaurant and you know like uh, you and Chris went up to New York City for that. I mean, I'm, I might have to steal that from you as well. That that whole idea, uh, and you know, I love I love talking about the how you went through all of the RevOps process. How it doesn't have to be so complicated. It can be simple. It can be efficient. You know, you slow down and move fast. So you know, thanks for uh, thanks for jamming with me on this today. I really appreciate that. Dude, thanks for the invite. Uh, I, I love you like brother. If there's anything I can ever do for you or your fans or family or anything, you let me know. Yeah, and uh, if anybody listening out there, if you, if you learned something today, you know, or laughed a little bit about Casey, some of his uh, some of his jokes or whatever, yeah, just uh, tell someone about the podcast. Uh, but this has been another exciting episode of RevOps 500, and we'll see y'all next time. And that wraps up another episode of RevOps 500. Thanks for joining. For show notes and other episodes, visit us at RevOps500.com. RevOps 500 is sponsored by CompuTech, providing technical and development expertise to growth-focused marketing teams.